This is Daybreak, a horror survival story written, produced, and performed by Matt Oaks. Chapter 4 Litterbug. Jaden wrestled his eyes open with some effort. The glare of morning sunbeams caught just the right angle to surf directly into his sight line, bathing his face in what would have been a gentle glow had he not felt so utterly terrible. The hangover was severe, but it would fade. Jaden noted that the girl had left, but he couldn't remember when. Had she left last night after we... Or was that this morning? He wondered to himself, knowing only that after they had finished the deed that he had passed out immediately. Or at least, that was where his memories drew blank. At the humble cafe downstairs, Jaden sipped at a small plastic cup of strong coffee, almost saccharine with too much condensed milk. He picked at slices of watermelon and bumblebee-colored papaya, draining glass after glass of perfectly cold bottled water, chugging it down as soon as it had been refilled. His strength somewhat regained, Jaden couldn't help but succumb to the disappointment of not having exchanged information with the girl. Sure, the little backpacker's hostile community here was small, but not quite so small as to guarantee their crossing paths again. Backpackers, Jaden mused at the word. Why do we even call these people backpackers anymore? There's no backpacks involved, no braving the elements. They're here to party and fuck and crash in stinky dorm rooms. His pessimism was getting the best of him again a sure side effect of his haggard serotonin levels. But as Jaden made his way through the city, he couldn't help but notice how gross and uncivilized it all looked under the revealing light of day. Debris of all sorts lay strewn as far as he could see. The individual pieces of trash, sun-ripened and indistinguishable. A collage of pass-through apathy and lacking local sanitation. A single man in a baby blue surgical mask swept the wreckage into a dustpan with a primitive straw broom, collecting the flotsam of the evening's revelries. A routine the city and its permanent inhabitants had grown accustomed to and dependent upon. Making his way to the bar where the girl had scored the molly, Jaden struggled to remember the name of the guy who had helped push their evening into overdrive. It didn't matter, as the bar wasn't opened yet and wouldn't be until 4 p.m. Jaden checked his watch. 10.34. Why was he up so early? He wheeled around to find a place that'd serve up some hair of the dog and perhaps some grilled meat on a skewer. 
by the time the town's clock boomed five clanging strikes, Jaden not only felt fully recovered, he was positively buzzing. He had made up his mind that he would track down the girl tonight and treat her to some cocktails at a spot he'd overheard various travelers raving about. After all, it might not be a big city, but the little traveler's quarters where they both were undoubtedly staying was no bigger than a village. Unless she had left today, and so long as he stayed out bar hopping tonight, he was destined to run into her again. But first, he wanted to see if he could pin her down with some good old-fashioned sleuthing. Back at the now-opened expat bar, Jaden spotted the bartender straight away. He was leaning against the bar, inches from a pretty blonde patron who was surely not even half his age. Raj! Jaden signaled with a friendly wave, suddenly remembering the bartender-cum-dealer's name as if by osmosis. What's going on, mate? Jaden didn't recall Raj having been Australian, but then again, his nationality was pretty much the last of his concerns in the whirlwind of last night's festivities. Despite Raj flashing a bright and toothy welcoming smile, Jaden suspected the man didn't recognize him at all. That this canned affable greeting was one he was used to shoveling at the train of interlopers passing through. Jaden questioned Raj about the girl that he came in with last night, but proving his theory correct, the bartender had trouble recalling exactly which girl had been on the arm of which guy on any given evening. Or so he so delicately put it. These backpacking communities really weren't that different from the ancient Greek bathhouses or the hippie communes of the swinging 60s, Raj remarked. Free love reigned. Partners were shared like a joint. Puff, puff, pass. Jaden pressed anyways. She has, like, dark brown hair and really green eyes. Uh, she's skinny, but not, like, gross skinny. I mean, she has a nice figure. Uh, look, for, forget I said anything. Uh, she looks good, is all. I'm, I'm rambling. Raj knew the girl, but to Jaden's chagrin claimed he had no idea where she was staying or when she was leaving or anything really beyond her first name, which still took him a few mistakes to land on. Jaden had a pressing feeling that Raj was being dishonest, that he knew more than he was letting on, and decided to linger to press the issue further when the iron felt appropriately hot. Not feeling the least discouraged, Jaden ordered a mojito and broke peanuts at the bar discarding their spent shells in a circle around his dangling feet. The blonde got up and left, slapping a red bill on the table and telling Raj the change was his to keep. She must not have understood that tipping, especially a full 20%, wasn't customary here. Jaden sneered at her error, ordering another round as he plotted his next maneuver to chance upon the girl. A man with long, unkempt hair entered one door as the blonde exited another, ships passing in the night. Raj gestured knowingly to the man who stunk of yoga, chia seeds, and toxic inner serenity. Or was that pit sweat? 
He looked like the kind of guy who might work the day shift at an organic froyo joint or a co-op bike repair shop were he back in the States. Raj cracked the man a cold beer before he had had a chance to request it, and they spoke in hushed tones. Jaden felt awkward. The only other soul perched at the bar which was now cordoned into sections of secrecy. Sipping at his mojito, which is not nearly as sour and fresh as he liked it, Jaden overheard tidbits of their chatter, little slices of phrases that rose above a whisper, something about a fresh batch of them, fucking noobs, and we need them now, but not enough substantive to piece together what it was that they were talking about. Their secrecy and urgency remained just enough to keep his interest piqued nevertheless. A few minutes into their conversation, the main man turned to Jaden, who himself was just sips from finding the bottom of his latest drink. So, you enjoyed yourself last night? Jaden smiled and nodded. That I did. Well, we got plenty more where that came from. So you're friendly with Alice, eh? Jaden wasn't sure what had triggered his sudden inclusion in their mysterious chat, but perked up at the mention of the girl. Seeing an opportunity to ingratiate himself and pick his way through whatever it was they were talking about to uncover the location of the girl. He could only get out an affirmative yes before the man continued. So, what else are you doing while you're here? The man extended his hand. Name's Dirk, by the way. Dirty Dirk is what we call him. Raj sneered, and Dirk shot him a dirty look indeed. Jaden realized where he recognized the man as his lips were pulled back, connecting the dots between the lack of canine teeth and the man who had been DJing at the club the night prior. Just kind of hitting the spots, Jaden explained. Done the Delat Falls, hit most of the nightclubs. Was thinking about signing up for that uh, exotic birds trek that you see everywhere, but I don't know. I got a one-way ticket and was kind of just bussing from city to city. To be honest, I thought I'd stay here longer, but I'm pretty over it. Dirk raised his eyebrows and looked to Raj who gestured with a go-ahead response. So, what are you looking for? Uh, I don't know, just like something different, you know? You go to these cities and it's just a bunch of fucking Americans and Chinese and Australians. No offense. Um, just like in neon tank tops, partying and lining the streets and all the cool adventure stuff that I came here for is just so bland. Just a bunch of dumb white privileged people waiting in lines you know then you go to the villages it's just poverty as far as the eye can see with a sight of absolutely nothing to do <sighs> i swear i've scoped out everything there is on TripAdvisor, and to be honest i'm just not impressed i don't want to ride a fucking elephant no offense Jaden finished his diatribe a bit embarrassed, knocking back the remainder of his unimpressive mojito to avoid the judgment of the two men. But when he looked up, 
Jaden saw that both Raj and Dirk had their eyes trained on him, eagerly awaiting his attention. Mate, you came to the right place. <laughs> Come again? <laughs> Mate, you came to the right place. Christ, that's pretty much the exact same conversation the two of us had last year. The two guys laughed deeply and gestured for Jaden to come closer as they knit their chat together into one. Inviting Jaden into their circle, Dirk and Raj spooled out the knowledge of a secret village. Not accessible by car or even motorbike. Not on a map and unknown to even local law enforcement. The village was a three to four day trek through thick jungle and up hostile hillsides. They hunted and fished and leapt from towering waterfalls. They partook in hallucinogens and embarked on spirit quests. They took life as it came. They rested when they wanted. They produced and drank coconut wine, grew their own crops and marijuana. Many had apparently never even seen an outsider before Dirk had come to them. They were self-sufficient and peaceful. Like a window into the past, plus all the drugs one could hope for, Raj reminded. Dirk described the ultimate escape at a modest fee. A price that would cover all the supplies they would need and little else. I never read anything about that. Jaden pondered the opportunity incredulously. Fuck, man. You're not going to find this shit on TripAdvisor. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Don't think about this like going to a long-neck village. This isn't some hack voyeur trip for you to snap photos of. This shit is legit. I'm only telling you because you seem like exactly the kind of person that would be into it. But just so you know, this isn't some, you know, vacation spot... This place is life-changing. You can't bring your phone or anything other than some clothes and a canteen, really. Plus, you can't just, like, go and check it out and come back. And You have to, like, live there, man. Be in the moment. Turn everything else off. Really become a contributing part of the whole. The whole. Dirk rested back in his chair, letting the offer linger in the air. The cat was out of the bag. Like the moment following a dinner date proffered to a co-worker, an air of awkwardness flooded the silence. And just as Jaden was ready to offer some excuse to get himself out of here and away from the strange aura that had drawn down upon them, the back door where the blonde had exited clanged open. But the girl who entered was not blonde. Well, 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 look who it is. Alice clucked. This has been Daybreak. Additional audio performances this week by Ryan Gross, John Reviewer, and Morgan Oaks. <laughs>